0: Welcome back to the Crushcast, where you get to know our people and get inspired by our people. Today, a discussion with Kyle Schiffler, our first post-COVID interview. He's a top 50 equitable advisor. He was a former chair of the NAF and Order of Excalibur before the age of 30. He has extremely high expectations Enjoy. We're doing this recording May 20th of 2020. So we are 10 weeks into COVID. I'm curious about how your business and how your life has changed during this period of time. I have not been into my office once in seven weeks, which I I
1: would say that that would have been been a stretch to say I didn't that uh, pre-COVID-19. But I did send our, uh, our team home saying, you know, be prepared. A time period. Uh, they kind of thought it was going to be for two weeks, and ends up being uh, seven plus weeks, and, and it'll probably be longer that we stay uh, and work remotely. So, you know what's what's different. I mean, it's. I think I have to work a little harder to make sure that clients are feeling the love. I mean, it's easy to in a client meeting in person to joke around and have fun, and they they know I'm you know wearing a suit, professional, and, and I think they my clients appreciate that, and um, the visuals are easy. So the first part of the call has just been, how are you doing? I mean, some of them, that's where we've ended it. I've asked, well, do you want to review your accounts? And some of them just say, I don't really want to look at the balances. Is there anything you suggest to make any changes on? And I'll maybe make a couple comments. And they'll say, I don't want to really go through the details. Let's, let's review that in a couple months. Others want to dive into the details. Um, so I guess I've just put in more thought than I ever had in the, in the past to make sure that that human connection and my like caring, because it's, Meet with me in person. I think it's just yeah.
0: part of how I'm wired that you just know I care. And over the phone or in a virtual meeting, I think it's a, my first couple. I think it was hard for me to display that because it was kind of nuts and bolts, and we just went over a couple of topics. Yeah. And, and I, didn't, I didn't get that warm fuzzy feeling that I got, you know, helping clients. And then I, I changed a couple of my habits on calls and meetings to make sure that the clients were getting that. And I was getting off the phone, and I was like, "That's a great call. I'm glad I." helped them, I gave them comfort, I gave them peace of mind, I answered questions, I gave them clarity, I gave them hope, all those different things that we want to do. And clients were really looking for those things. They they didn't want to have an advisor with a shaky voice that didn't think the future is going to be better than the past, that, you you know, put it back on what we can control and give them a message of positivity. I think that's a core thing clients want from us. Not guarantees, but look, we can manage this. We can get you to where you want to go. Don't we want a client to hang up from a Zoom or or a Skype with us and feel like, you know what, my advisor's all over it. I feel good about our plan. And that's what you deliver every day. Yeah, one of the probably the most insightful parts is as hard as the markets were and, you know, the end of March, you know, there were some very ugly negative numbers on
1: clients' portfolios or accounts and obviously considered the pretty much everyone in the world some way, shape, or form was affected by COVID-19, whether it's shelter in place, or them being in an area that was very hard affected, or lack of travel, or whatever it is, loss of job. Um, going back to their, their plan in e-money, I've always run very, very hard assumptions, so I always just say, in the, in the, in the, in the planning world on the screen, when I go through e-money, we're going to plan for the worst, very hard assumptions, low rates of return, high inflation long longevity, which means you need income for a long time, but let's hope for the best. So I, I, I do a, a really hard yeah. scenario to start, and then I do a what if, Yeah. but that hard scenario really gave a lot of my clients comfort, because when I showed them, you know, at a 2% rate of return, your, your assets are going to make it till 95, they're like, oh my gosh, that's, that's comforting that I don't need the market, I've saved well enough, I just need to maintain my buying power if, if inflation's 2%, yeah. if I make 2%. I'm still going to be able to, I mean,
0: obviously there probably are some changes we might have to do in like travel or discretionary spending, but I'm going to be able to, I'm going to be able to live my life now without any significant changes. That's a good professional career takeaway. Come in with reasonable assumptions so that it does, it's not like everything goes perfect and you get there. So how about breaking into the business itself? Was it hard for you? And if so, what did you struggle with?
1: The, the good and bad about having a financial advisor as a, as a dad is the uh, the things I knew to succeed was the hard work and the entrepreneurial spirit. The bad thing was when I first came into the business, everyone that I knew yeah. did business with my dad. So the typical kind of first three to six months and you're know, in the business, friends, family that you call on acquaintances, everyone already knew and did business with my dad. So um, that's...
0: On it's not like I had six months, yeah. six months of, of warm soft you know introductions I I had you know some hard calling test sessions and I won some business clients over and and, and luckily uh continued on that but it's it was a and I would say it's a blessing and a curse having a father yeah. because and I'd never take it back I mean he's been a wonderful mentor and friend and so when did things start to click for you? Where now you've worked from struggling to prospecting to it's working. Was there was it like a, a quick event or was it a progressive? Yeah, uh, you know, there's an advisor when I first started, Rob Young, that uh, was kind of my nemesis. It was a great uh, um, you know rival battle. The two of us, yeah,
1: a great rivalry and a battle to see who was going to be you know kind of top you know, DSF in our branch and. Uh, you know, he definitely made me work harder, push more, make more calls, you know, do more,
0: you know, more work for my clients. And, uh, and I, well, and I've studied your numbers, and when you look over the last ten years, it's astounding. It's continuous progression. So, how did, what do you attribute that to? Is that just how you're wired, constantly looking at improving? Is part of it your business mix? Is it the study group involvement? I'd say some different phases I, I think i was adding just clients as fast as i could and to try to really help as many people as i could when i first started where now if i look at you know bringing on new clients i definitely honed my clients base into a very um small group of you know caring individuals that i care a lot about they care a lot about me you know, we have a deep meaningful relationship i don't have a, i don't have accounts i have clients all right, you're, you're one of the top 50 advisors in the company. Your business grows every year. You consult with the EAG. I mean, you're just an amazing consultant, not just to your clients, but to our company. So what drives you today? What is it that, I know that you're incredibly goal-oriented, but what drives you?
1: Probably just the impact that I can have. I mean, I, I can have the impact just in my little bubble of my clients, and just because I have limited that On the company, the industry, um, larger than just my client base, because I, I feel like I can I can give more. But so I, I just I'm very driven for as big as impact as possible. You you get your satisfaction from meaning,
0: and you get your yeah. drive from impact. Yeah, definitely. All right, last question. Let's say we've got DSF or maybe some ESF that are struggling. What advice would you give them? About the career, about execution. I mean, you
1: make you make your own destiny. I mean, if you look at um, you know the life that you have, I mean, you, you're you're the outcome of a series of choices and habits and daily things. You're you know the, the four inches between your ears is controlling your destiny. So you know if you're having a bad day, if you're having a bad quarter, if you're not meeting your expectations. Look! Look at your habits. Look at what you're doing. What you're not doing. I mean, it's all within your control. Um, one of one of the other mentors I had, Steely Gentry, years ago, yep. called me called me one morning when I was a DSF and probably had a little bit of a slump month. And uh, he knew that I needed a little bit of uh, encouragement. Yep. And and uh, he left me a voicemail very early in the morning. I think it was like at 5 a.m. Yeah. And and I, I I think the summary of the voicemail was.
0: I guess you're not that motivated, and you don't want to hit your goals because you're not answering the phone right now. I hope you change your habits tomorrow. <laughs> yep. And he was known—he was known for being an early bird. No doubt. I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm I'm an early bird, but I mean that morning, that next morning, I was in there at 4:45 just in case he called. Well, that's good leadership, and that's good response. It sounds to me like it is manage your mindset, keep striving, and go to work. Yes. Yeah. That's a great success formula. All right, thank you, Kyle Schiffler. Awesome. What a great discussion. Kyle focuses on clients rather than accounts. The adjustment that he's made post-COVID, working harder to demonstrate to his clients that he cares, making sure he makes the human connection, delivering for clients clarity and hope. And he reminds us all, we are in a noble profession. Thanks all. Be proud of what you do.